Bold and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bold Warrior, coming to you live from Australia. And with me is Daisy Papp from Florida Keys, America. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kathy. Hello, everyone, to all our listeners. We are so pleased that you become more and more by the day and we are counting every single soul and we are so pleased and so happy. It's wonderful to have you all here. So welcome back. Yes, absolutely. And a big thank you to all of our supporters. As always, we love to hear from you. We love to see the support we're getting both with communication and emails and also financially. We've got some really great fans out there, don't we, Daisy? Oh, yeah. I can see that some people are really showing their appreciation with monetary gifts and sponsorships, which we truly gratefully appreciate at times like this where we are just in the baby shoes, actually walking baby steps with our podcast. But we are already reaching humans on this planet in over 66 countries as of now. And I think that is so amazing. It is amazing to know that we can spread our thoughts and our combined experience so far out there into the world. It really makes me happy that we've Mm -hmm. found this platform to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So if you are in a country that's not on the list of these 66 countries, then please join us and let us know from where you are, because it is so exciting for us. Thank you so much for every single one of you. Yes, absolutely. And I have to say that our Facebook group is the same. Our Facebook group has so many people from different parts of the world in it. And we're really excited to be working with people from all over the world, because we believe that that's a great way for them to take our message and spread the word into each of those countries. Mm. And actually right now in our group, we've been working on embracing fear. So I thought that today would be a great time to talk about that on the podcast. What do you Mm. think, Daisy? Again, I can say thank you very much for choosing another great topic. I do believe that there are a lot of people who know what fear is and many people who try to underestimate it and then there are other people who just over respond to it or overreact to it. I think it's a very good topic because it affects us all. Because actually we are all born with two fears, not 200, not 2000, not 25 and a half, no only two. Yes, yes. And I believe those two are loud noises and heights. The fear of falling, yes. Yes, the fear of falling. Oh, you have a good memory. (laughs) I happen to have the fear of falling one myself quite strongly. I have to say, um, used to suffer some serious vertigo type reactions on high bridges and jetties at the edge of jetties and wharfs. It was really quite 
alarming and I still get it in very high places like a balcony and a high rise Mm. Uh, but for many years I struggled to drive over bridges in the outside lane because I felt like I was being sucked over the edge Mm. and only was when I was driving if I wasn't driving I was okay and I had to mentally train myself to drive over those bridges (laughs) well done well done yeah it was yeah it was a challenge it really was the conflict confrontation with the fear. It was a physical feeling of being sucked over Mm -hmm. and it is quite alarming. So yes, I know that one. I'm sorry you experienced it, but I'm more happy that you were able to turn it into a positive outcome. And I think that is really good news because that means that other people can do that as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do have this theory about fear Hmm. and I'm sure you do too, but here's mine. I think fears are like flag posts for us. They're kind of saying, here's something that you need to face this life. And so when I created the Bald Warrior Creed, I thought very hard about how I wanted to express how I feel about fear. And I came up with embracing it, Mm. like hugging it, like walking into it and confronting it in a way that isn't painful or negative, but rather confronting it in a way that could be positive for you. How can it be positive to walk into the fear that you fear most? Because I believe on the other side of the fear is freedom. Ah, okay. So that's the point. So then you do it as a stepping stone to facing the fear. Yes. And embracing it. And then because then you have the belief that it's getting better. Mm, Interesting. Yes. Mm, Yes. mm. And I carried a very giant fear around with me my whole life, around my hair, around being judged, around how people saw me, how I saw myself. It was a very big fear. And when I finally took the wig off for good and started being bold in the world, I embraced it and it took practice. It didn't happen the first time. There was a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions around doing it, but I felt like embracing my boldness led me to freedom Mm. and I would never go back, ever. Mm. I can't believe I did it for so long. Now I'm on the other side. Mm. And that's how I came to my theory. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that explains it to me. Thank you. Yeah. What do I think of fear? I do believe that fear is a survival skill, an utensil that helps us individually and us as a species survive. So there's nothing bad with fear. It's what we do with it when it can become bad. So fears are healthy. For example, if I was not afraid, I'd just get up on my roof and pretend I can fly like a butterfly. And then boom, ouch. So fears are healthy to a degree, and it is okay to be afraid not to jump into the fire pit on my beach, for example, because I think that it's fun to jump into the fire pit, but I would burn myself and injure myself. What is so funny about that? (laughs) 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 To the listeners out there, so while we are recording, we see each other, and when I say something, (laughs) sometimes Kathy really starts smiling or trying to really cover up her giggles. (laughs) (laughs) because I had this vision of us walking on coals as you were talking about jumping into a fire pit I'm like I don't know about jumping in it but we could do the walk on coals thing okay (laughs) we can do that okay fine (laughs) that's what you want to do then that's what we would do (laughs) so healthy fears keep us healthy 
Mm? Yes. And then there's the other spectrum of it when they disable us, yes. when they paralyze us. And let's say I'm so afraid of a mosquito flying out there because it could be infected with some weird disease and I could be bit by that mosquito and then this disease is going to be transferred. I know of a man, his father was so afraid of bacteria. He had in his villa two identical bedrooms and the maid had to clean after he slept that one bedroom he slept in and then he moved into the other bedroom that was already prepared. So every second day he was in the same bedroom after it was sterilized. So that is a little bit, I'd say, over the top fear, because how realistic is it? The problem with the fear that we feel, no matter how realistic it is or not, rationally, intellectually, mm. when the feelings kick in, our body responds to the pictures or the thoughts that we're generating or creating or rehearsing in our heads then the feelings get stronger and it feels really real. So I give you an example as many decades ago, but after my family crashed in the plane and I was not really comfortable immediately sitting on a plane to travel. Of course you weren't. Oh my goodness. And especially smaller kind of planes because that was a smaller yeah. plane that crashed. And I thought to myself, okay, so now I can live traveling by train, bus, carriage, boat, whatever I want or by car and never again travel by plane. Or I can really rethink that and think about it this way. When my time has come, my time has come. And in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy it to the fullest, not taking stupid risks, but honoring my life and honoring the lives of others and behaving that way. Meaning if there's a highway and it's empty and there's no traffic and I could, because I have the horsepowers in my car, I could speed easily, but I choose not to because I honor my life and my safety. Yeah. So that short term fun that it would give me the rush, the adrenaline, wow, like 200 kilometers an hour, 220, 240. Mm, that's really, wow. And I feel like a race car driver, like Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo, right? The Formula One driver. I could do that or I can just not do it by honoring my life. And therefore, I do not put myself in situations that are extremely fearful because some situations I cannot avoid and I still may be afraid. Yes. Yeah. I don't hang out on balconies and high rises either because they still scare me. And I think that we get to choose. You don't have to face every fear, do you? Just the ones that are getting in the way of you living your best life. Let's face those ones. Yes, you can. But you also can face all the others because it's just a burden that you are carrying with you. And it might be triggered by smallest things. Maybe if you watch a movie where somebody is having a party on their rooftop on a high rise and you might feel like very uncomfortable, it will affect your immune system in an instant. And why would you do that to yourself? So back to the planes. I just realized, okay, so why shouldn't I travel on planes? I even sit on small planes again. And I came to the conclusion what happened back then was an accident. And accidents do happen. And I take caution. Yeah. I fly with experienced pilots. Of course, when it's outside of an airline. Okay, so how many hours did you fly? So do you have experience on this type of plane and such? So that is something that we can consciously do to control the fear that is not necessary to have. Yes. When it comes to those fears that are really jeopardizing our everyday life, 
and are paralyzing us. So what are they usually? And I'd like to give you an example that is maybe not directly related, but very much so indirectly. In the area where I live, there is a private island. It's huge. They even have a nine-hole golf course on their own property. Wow. And they have a tennis court there. They have a big dock where they can park their yard and get in and out. Guess who owns that? No idea. Somebody who owned an insurance company and just sold it. <clears throat> How is that related? Indirectly, it is. Because insurance companies do what? Ah, they assess risk. They play with your fear. And yes, yes, they do. That's how they get you to buy it. <laughs> That's right. And why are insurance companies still so well off financially? Because the worst case scenario does not happen that often. Yes, that's correct. That's why they're profitable. Mm. Yes, good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what do you need to do when you really want to get attention? Spread a little fear. Mm. You have all the attention, all. Without getting into any politics, because I don't. That's not my area and it's not my intention. But with this pandemic, how easy was it to keep people at home from something invisible, unmeasurable by spreading fear? Yeah, it stopped the world, didn't it? That's it. So fear is something very convenient for those who want to have power over someone else or something. Yes, and I want to jump in here and say I believe that's what religion has used for thousands of years, but we don't discuss religion or politics. Agreed. <laughs> It's a fact. What an exception we are making here tonight. Okay. So let's go back to the fear. We'll just break for these messages and we'll be right back after to really get into how we handle fear emotionally in the moment. Okay, and here we are back after the short break and we continue speaking about fear and what it is and what it does. Mm, and how we can help ourselves in the moment because it's a real physical, emotional experience, isn't it, Daisy? It is. And it affects our immune system in an instant. Now, what can we do when we feel the fear in our body? It feels very real. And because it feels very real, the thoughts around the fear become even more vivid. And because the thoughts around the fear become even more vivid, worst case scenario, all kind of aspects of it and details of it, the body responds with even more fearful expressions within. So it's really getting scary, scary. Hmm? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. The mind cannot distinguish if it is something imagined or if it is something that's really occurring in the right here, right now. The mind cannot distinguish, but the body will always respond to the mind. Yeah. So what can we do to really calm ourselves down? Let's be rational in a moment when we are not in that acute fearful moment. It's very important because while you're in fear, try to get out of it or try to get out of the situation so you can calm down. But once you're in a calm state of mind, really take an inventory. Okay, how realistic is it? Where does it stem from? Root cause? and do your work. It will not go away by itself. It is not something, okay, so I sleep over it and then it will be gone. For example, when I was a little child, I was afraid of the dark and I was afraid of the thunder. 
And my mom came into my bedroom and then she told me all kind of cute stories. What did she do actually to make me feel better? <laughs> she drew beautiful images with cute little animals in the fairy tale she just invented there on the spot. So she drew pictures in my mind and described these pictures she drew in my mind with words that were matching. And my mind couldn't distinguish, is it real or not? But my body responded to the cute fairy tale and I fell asleep. Okay, we are not these little children anymore. I get it. <laughs> But I get your point that she replaced the fear with something that was warm and friendly and safe for you as a little girl. Yes, and she did not only hug me to feel safe and warm and cozy, but she helped me to create different pictures and different wording in my head according to my age. Yeah. And that is something we can still do as adults with ourselves. So for example, if you are somebody who is more on the scared edge of the spectrum, hmm? you're a little bit more scary or careful, cautious, fearful, stop watching the news. Hmm? Stay informed, but stop watching things that trigger it and just add on it. Because most of it is a repetition anyways. And blown out of proportion a lot of times to get attention. I agree. That's something, sadly, I cannot change yet. So I focus on what I can control and I can help you taking control over your thinking processes. Yes. Then also try to calm yourself down before you go to sleep because the way how you set up your sleeping mode will also create a quality of sleep. Therefore, in the morning when you get up, your nervous system will be regenerated in a much better way than if you're still circling your thoughts around the horrible things that might happen, might have happened, but didn't happen, but could happen. And nevertheless, what if they happen? So it's a vicious circle. We can get out of it. Now, if you're traumatized and you're easily triggered because of specific severe trauma, Go and get the help so that it can be addressed, so that these pictures no longer control you. Because yeah. it is so important to realize what we are doing to our bodies when we live in fear. It is actually the real pandemic, if we look at it closely. Fear is fed everywhere. If you eat this, you could get that. If you don't eat this, you could get that. If you drive this car, you're not in, so you're not an acceptable person in society. Hmm? If you have not this particular job dressing this particular way, then you are not, let's say, an honorable part of society. So what is the trigger here? Again, fear. So we can step out of that conditioned protocol by really reality-basing ourselves. What I mean is when you're calm, really look at it, how realistic is it? And look at your own fear pattern. Are you usually more on the fearful side or are you more on the less fearful side, on the more courageous side? And based on that, treat yourself as such. I'm more about being proactive than, okay, so there's fear. Of course, we all have fears. To tell you the truth, there's only two fears, as Kathy and I spoke about in the very beginning, that we are born with. The fear of certain loud noises and the fear of falling. All the others are learned. Which are both survival instincts. Yes. All the others are learned. Yeah. For example, you need to be afraid if you don't have hair. People might laugh at you. It triggers your fear. It has nothing to do with the hair anymore. 
No, that's right. They did. So that's me expecting it now and fearing it. What you do, you take your past experiences, you make a copy of that, are afraid of it in the present moment, and then you project it into your future. And then you expect a different outcome in your future. So you would like to achieve a dream life, but you're still copy pasting from the past. And how will you get out of that? Because we create in the very every moment right here, right now. We don't create in the past and we don't create in the future. We hopefully will still be creating in the future, but who knows? All I know is right here, right now exists, correct? Yes, yes. So if I'm already now feeling fear and then I try to create, let's say, a new advertisement, let's say a new podcast, but I'm so afraid, oh, I'm so afraid. What should I do? And I'm shaking and oh, then what do you think the outcome will be? I'm taking the current emotional state into what I'm producing right here, right now that will show up in the future because I'm creating today what I will see in a future moment, not in an instant. There's always a little time in between. I make a dough and then I make cookies and then I bake them and then I have the cookies and the smell in my house. But it's not like I think of the cookies and then they're done. Oh, so, unfortunately not. <laughs> Come to my house. I usually always have fresh baked cookies. <laughs> so where I am here today, my current state of fear or fearless thinking is the subtotal of everything I've experienced so far, except the two fears I was born with. Yes. But the past cannot harm me anymore. I cannot suffer from the past only Can I suffer from the past if I reconstruct it right here, right now with the specific thoughts and very specific pictures or short movies that I'm reconstructing in my head? Yes. Because something happened once in my life, a client of mine, she was cheated on once. It's five years ago. She still cheated every day, several times a day because she's replaying it in her own head. Who is doing it to whom? The husband, I disagree what he did. Absolutely. He vowed for a monogamous marriage and it happened to be broken, hmm? the broken vow. But ever since, she's reliving it every single day. And she's so afraid that he will do it again. And she's punishing yeah. herself for five years because he did it once. Yeah. So it comes back to we get to choose. We get to choose how we think. We get to choose what we think, when we think it, how long we think it for, and what type of thoughts we have. Very much so. And don't be afraid of changing your thinking patterns and changing your wording. Because here's the thing. Many people I work with, they're so afraid. Who will I be when I don't feel that fear anymore? So does it make me stupid if I'd forgive my husband what he did five years ago? No. It makes you very smart because you finally let go. Hmm? Yeah. So it really requires a new set of being. That's a decision. You're one decision away from it. You can choose, yes. hey, you know what? I'm facing my fear. I look where it comes from. Hey, you know what? I'm facing my fear. If it's realistic, then I go after it. If it's not realistic, I'm going to work on it. And I'm going to shift my mind and not allow these roller coasters of emotions and sensations and feelings in my body physically to repeat, I take my power back and I'm going to command my body what to feel and what not by choosing specific thoughts and specific images I allow to play in my head. Absolutely. And that, folks, is the way to start changing your life mm. with a decision. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's this wonderful quote where they say, you're always one decision away from a completely different life. Mm. I agree to that. I do too, absolutely. And I first heard it put a different way, which I thought was very clever, in terms of baby steps in everyday little decisions. Everything we decide is either one step closer mm-hmm. or one step further away from what we really want. It's easy in the moment to give in to something because you might feel emotional but really bring yourself back to what it is that you really want in your life and how you really want to feel and is this the best decision for you. Have some self-awareness about that and I think that we can really put our minds to change when we're open to walking through that fear and embracing it. That's what I believe. I think that a lot of the fears that ordinary everyday people have it comes back to a fear of change and how it will be but for me change is like an adventure I think it's exciting Mm -hmm. and I look back on my life I'm 48 in about a month and I look back on my life and I realize that I've lived it like that I've lived embracing change at every turn and that's one thing I did really good Mm. And I encourage everybody out there to change the way you think about change because it can be exciting Mm. instead of scary. Actually, when we are born, we are very curious. So humans are very curious and humans also are courageous in trying out new things without the conditioning though. Yeah. And because we went to kindergarten or preschool and then school and then college and university and this, that and the other and workspaces and spouses and family members, so forth, in-laws. And then we lose that curiosity that we're born with, but we can reawaken that and lose the fear to become fearless. That doesn't make you stupid. We're not going Mm -hmm. to jump into the fire pit. Yeah. I'm not going to jump off my roof because I know I cannot fly, but I want to be able to courageously experience and explore. Always with that thought in the back of my head that I honor my life and the life of others, and therefore I will not put it into unnecessary risk. Yes, yes. But live, guys, live. We're here to live and experience all the amazing things about being human and having connections and having these lessons here. So I think that the less we live in fear, the more we get to embrace everything we can be. And ultimately, I want to see people be their best versions. That's what I'm about, encouraging people to grow and evolve and be happier and and truly be the best version of themselves. And I think we can get much closer to that when we deal with fear. Yeah, because here's the thing of it. Once the reptilian brain is switched on, I know there's no switch. I'm just saying it so that we can imagine it more easily. Once the reptilian brain is switched on, we do not have access to the creative parts and pieces in our mind, the genius because it's all about survival. Mm. And we miss the moment, we miss the moments, we miss the days, the years, the decades in some cases. And we will do an episode on this reptile living within us. And of course there's literature out there where you can read about it and how to calm it down. 
there's a chapter in one of my books as well where you can learn how to cool off the reptilian brain or how to switch it off and how to live with a healthy relationship to fear. And uh, if you would like to read that chapter, Daisy's book is actually available on our website, baldandblonde.live. You'll find loads of extra stuff around our podcast on there. Jump in and have a look, guys. And thanks for joining us today for this great discussion on fear. We always really start with this topic as I spring it on Daisy every week and we always have a great conversation. So thanks for staying with us. We hope you enjoyed it too. Don't forget to send us your feedback. We love to hear your thoughts and ideas. Mm, and come on over into our Facebook group, The Dream Life Creators, and join us there and see us there, what we do, how we handle everyday life situations in a healthy way and you can interact with us and you can ask us questions and we're more than happy to correspond with you and be in touch yep our facebook group is an awesome place where we do deeper work and support our tribe in a closer way because on the podcast of course you just get our voices in the group you get everything we're going to end our episode for today thank you for joining us and we will be with you again soon in our next episode thanks for joining us on bold and blonde mindset evolution talk soon Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. Make sure you like our podcast, comment and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. Share with your friends and loved ones. Leave a comment and reach out to us with questions and how we can help you change your life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Talk to you next time.